Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Welcome to the Rantings of a Fancy Football Fanatic. I am your host, Jesse Moeller, a.k.a. J. Moeller 5 And this week, it's a little bit different. I had the pleasure of joining Aaron St. Dennis on the Fantasy Football Mad Scientist podcast. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at FFMadScientist. I got to talk about, quote-unquote, my guys. I listed three rookies that I am higher on than consensus. So here it is. I hope you sit back and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, this is Aaron St. Dennis, the Mad Scientist, and welcome to the Mad Science Lab. Today I'm continuing my My Guys series where I have an analyst on, and they talk about three of the rookies from this class that they're higher on than consensus. Today I have Jesse Moeller joining me. Jesse, why don't you tell everyone about yourself a little? Thanks for joining me, by the way. Thanks for having me on. Um, Jesse Moeller, as it says on there. Uh, my, You can find me on Twitter. That's where I do most of my fun rantings and posts and all the data drops that I do. But it's jmoeller05. Um, you can find me on the podcast that I do, Rantings of a Fantasy Football Fanatic. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, all the platforms. Um, I write for the League Winners and PGW Fantasy, and I keep myself very involved with fantasy content. That's a lot. I guess I should have mentioned mine. Find me on Twitter at FFMadScientist. That's how you can tell when I'm really rolling and right. really amped up. I did it once yesterday, I think, where I just skipped myself. But uh, So that's where you can find me on Twitter. You can find my written work at the League Winners, King Fantasy Sports, DLF, and Player Profiler, as well as my rankings on Fantasy Pros. Catch me on YouTube at youtube.com slash FFMadScientist. You can also find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, by searching fantasy football mad scientist, pretty much type in FF mad scientist on any social media or anything like that. And you can find me pretty easily. Uh, So like I said, thanks for joining me, Jesse. It's good to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We will get into it right away. I'll introduce your first guy here. There we go. One sec. We have Oregon state tight end Luke Musgrave checking in at six, six, two fifty three with a four, six, one forty time. I had it. Oh, right there. On DLF's rookie Superflex ADP, he currently checks in at 32 overall. So mid to end of the third round. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's pretty solid value. Like I've said with a lot of the tight ends, when we started the pre-draft process, the uh, uh, 1-6 to 112 is where you'd see Mayer go and then Mm -hmm. nothing for a while. But since the uh, depth has started to really show, you see Mayer or Kincaid going now more like 206. And then a lot of these guys, the, uh, I guess, second tier of Washington, Musgrave, Kuntz, Laporta, they're all slipping easily into the third round. So at 32, if Musgrave's your guy, he's pretty good value. Uh, what do you think about him? Yeah. Um, with tight ends, I chase the big athletic freak shows. Like that's the, the simple fact, right? Like, like I know... He's not, Raz he's score, not. simple, most important thing. Size <laughs> and Raz score right there. Guys that can play inline and outside. So he's, he's shown the ability to play both. He has a really good um, 10 split, and that's his burst. And you see the Raz score, um, his speed score is off the charts as well. So you put that all together, and you got an athletic freak show. Um, I think Lance Zerline comped him to Dallas Goddard, and it makes sense with how, with how you could actually see him being used in the NFL. So I know he's – the knock on him has been injuries his whole career. He only played a handful of games his last year before he came out. 
So his yards per route run stuff's off the charts, but it's like a minimal amount of games. So that's the issue with him. He's never been fully healthy, but he has the multi-sport background and you see kind of his skiing where he did a lot of slalom in high school. And you see that translate with his hips and the way he moves down the field. So realistically, I tied in in this group. There's so many guys that are freak athletes. So it's really just a, a pick your guy and what you prefer. So Musgrave is the guy, especially like basically the fourth round or late third round. Like I'm all for yeah. that guy at that cost. I, I thought early on, like I have a dynasty team where I have a ton of the first round picks and I needed a tight end. And all along I was just assuming I was going to take Mayer. And then I just, I was assuming, you know, as we progress that I was going to take Mayer or Kincaid at 206, you know, just one of the two. The, the further and further we get, the more I think I'm just going to wait for Musgrave, Washington, Koontz in the third or fourth round and just say, screw it and take the running back wide receiver quarterback early. He just, yeah, oh, that's, that, 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 the second tier of tight ends is so deep this year. Um, do you think, uh, what do you think he goes in the draft? Do you think he makes day two somewhere? Yeah, like there's been, there's been talkings of him possibly going around one. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he's been kind of all over the board depending on who you follow. Yeah. But realistically, like I'd say around two, like he's, he's been knocked enough in the mocks where somebody's going to take a chance on him. And if you get that, and like you were saying, why, if you're drafting, like why spend up for Musgrave yeah. or sorry, not Musgrave. But Kincaid Mayor, or Mayor, Mayor yeah. Why spin up for those guys when you can get like somebody a couple rounds later who ideally like it's just the upside shot because well, oh, yeah, the funny part is the Kincaid seems to be the most, I don't know, maybe talented of the bunch. Mayor mm -hmm. seems to be the most well-rounded. But as far as size and RAS score, like athleticism, the second round, Kuntz, Washington, and Musgrave, seem to be more athletic and mm -hmm. you know that's what i chase in tight ends so why not save that first or mid second round pick and just chase the high you know they're tight ends it's all kind of a crapshoot you don't know you look at kyle pitts we don't know what the hell's going on with him so yeah i right. think i'd rather just wait and take one of these three yeah because like even kincaid he's a little bit smaller so that's going to kind of that's what I mean. how he's, he's yeah he's gonna be two or six three right yeah so he's very much going to fall into that evan ingram type of player where you specifically have to use him in that team you can't like really yeah. ride him in line and he can't block no, and no, not at all. musgrave isn't the best blocker but he has the traits and the ability to if someone will actually sit down with him and work at it like you can see him being a better blocker and where he's on the field he's playing all the snaps and running all the routes and that's really what you want from tight end. got a particular team you'd like to see him go to um i, mean, I honestly he had 15 but i don't think he goes anywhere. yeah i don't think he's gonna go that early but realistically i just want him with a good quarterback like that's real when you go down and look at fantasy tight ends it's basically all good quarterbacks across the board so a team that needs a tight end and like that has a good quarterback i would not be particular about that like if he goes with the cowboys like i'd be super thrilled with that that's a good one that's a good one but I like where you can if he managed, like, I, I assume he's probably going to go day two. Mm -hmm. So second round might be a little high, but even second round, if he slipped to the third round, I'd love to see the Lions use a third rounder on him. That you know, Goff, especially assuming you think maybe they get a quarterback, you know, to sit for a year. Maybe they get Hooker in the first round, then double back for a defender with the second pick and a second rounder and go Musgrave in the third. I just It seems yeah. like a good situation after oh, Hawkinson's yeah. gone. Like if you get him with one of those good rookie quarterbacks, like if you you build those two together where they can form that bond and build together, like I would be all for that as well too. So Very true. I'm pretty open to, to where he goes. 
I went to load up your next player and had a temporary stroke there and forgot how to use my keyboard. Give me one sec. Oh, oh no, we're gonna head to your, we're gonna skip to your receiver now because I'm not sure I'm gonna uh, be able to do your running back just yet. I get a little excited about him. So <laughs> transition to Jesse's second, my guy. That is BC wide receiver Zay Flowers. He's been a popular one. Five nine one eighty two. The typical knock has been that he's a you know oversized slot receiver, but he checks in at a 442-40 time. Um, he is currently he has moved up significantly. Yeah. DLF Superflex ADP over the last few weeks. He was going at the back end, middle to back end of the second round. He currently sits at the 110 right now. So he's getting in there. And I I was saying he's the uh he seems to be the bridge there after the 110 cliff hits. He seems to be the bridge guy to get to that, you know, second round of dart you know not dart throws but the, yeah got there's a whole bunch of running backs and wide receivers where they're all kind of valued similarly and nobody really knows what the hell's going on so what right. are your thoughts on jay uh zay actually sorry one last thing i was about to mention uh, going back to musgrave where do yes. you have him ranked in your tight ends i forgot to ask so i'm fighting the urge to put him at tight end two he's at tight end three um he is mayor and kincaid yeah those two yeah. like it's just mayor so safe it's hard to really knock him he's from, well like, rounded. yeah he he's gonna like you know he's gonna get in he's gonna start he's gonna play and he's gonna be productive it's just more of the upside case with him that worries me but you know and Kincaid is like a really good wide receiver or sorry that plays head in so yeah. it's those two have those traits and you're just hoping musgrave turns it into that all righty same question zay flowers where do you have him i think i currently have him I think he's my wide receiver three, four. He keeps mm -hmm. flip-flopping back and forth. I always have JSN first. Then despite my stupidity, I'm a big size guy. So I have Quentin Johnston and then him and Addison are flip-flopping back and forth. Yeah. So flowers is my wide receiver three. I have, I have QJ at wide receiver two. JSN at wide receiver one. I'm not as high as everyone is on JSN where they think he's this generational prospect. I think he's very good, but high on any of these receivers. Yeah. Zay, Zay is really the last guy I'm super confident in as far as for fantasy, because he could play inside and out and he does everything. And we'll get into kind of like him being a yak God and like how that translates to him. But once you get past the him, it's like, I like Addison, but I have a little bit more concerns with him. And then downs is just a slot guy. So like, He's a small slot guy, so that he can't really go outside. So that kind of limits him. So once we get past Zay, I'm really just pounding the table for running backs up for that point for a while. I'm interested to see where he goes in the draft. You know, it's, sound, it's sounding very likely that he could end up being a first-round pick after all mm -hmm. said and done. And I would think that would move him into pretty much everyone's consensus top three for receivers. Yep. Uh, yeah, like a spot you'd like to see him? Um, honestly, <laughs> like he's he's – like you see it on Twitter all the time. People are saying he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board. So that's pushing him up into that's a, a really, that's a really high spot where he could be top 15. And I'm like, like, I don't know. Is he worth the top 15 pick? I don't know. Yeah. But we saw, we saw Harmon was talking about him where he's like the one guy he could see profiling into a wide receiver one for a team besides Jason, where he has the traits where you can line him up inside and out. I know he's five, nine, but he can play outside as well as inside. And his yak ability along with his route running. Like you watch the tape and you see him just cut on a dime and he loses a defender. Like the defender just caught grasping for air. So you see that ability where his yak ability just like blows everyone out of the water besides Quentin Johnson. So it's like those two yeah. have those special traits where 
I want guys that are difference makers and have those traits. And I see that on tape from Flowers. And you watch, he had the highest single season dominator, and he has the highest career dominator from any wide receiver in this class. And part of that is playing at BC, but you can't knock a guy for being good, right? Yeah, so he fully took advantage of the situation, and he was playing with some horrendous quarterback play. Like, I think it was yeah. – I can't remember the quarterback. It's like Zurovich or whatever his name is. He's just yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. dog water. He's dog water. But it's – you see it, and you're just – I'm I'm thrilled with watching Zay. So I I love his tape and, like, the stats he put on forward. Like, I'm all in on Zay Flowers. Like, I took um in a mock at 108, and I'd be fine drafting him there in rookie drafts. I do think he sneaks into the first round of NFL drafts, but I would be shocked if anyone besides JSN or Quinton Johnston goes as the first wide receiver. I even think – I think Addison might go before him in the NFL draft. I don't necessarily like him more. I just – from everything yeah, he I've heard, it's one of those three as one of those three as the first one going somewhere around eleven to Tennessee, being right. the first one off the board. I think because I don't. There's not that many in the top ten that really, you know, what it was. It went to start for a receiver. Eleven yeah, for Tennessee, yeah. twelve for Houston. Is it? That seems like the first spot, unless yeah. someone's gonna gonna reach earlier than that because you don't have the quote unquote like Jamar Chase in the class or anything like that, yeah, right? Sure, sure. So. It starts really about pick 10. That's where you're going to see a wide receiver go. And then just depending how far it goes out, the Patriots will probably take one because they have literally nothing for wide receivers. Like they have Juju. But outside of that, it's just guys that nobody cares about. So you'll probably see the Patriots take one, the 15, and then it's going to trickle down. So I'm, I mean, how many wide receivers do you think go in the first round? Like maybe three or four? JSN, Quentin Johnston, Addison, I've heard as many as five because I've heard Zay Flowers and Josh Downs could both go in the first. You, see, you heard Downs going in round one? I haven't yeah, heard that at all. I've heard Downs late, late in the first, but I don't know. I would, I'm going to say four in some yeah, combination yeah. with QJ and JSN being the two, I think, go for sure. Right. And someone could take a flyer and high at speed just if they need like someone to stretch the field late in round one. Like we, we heard that earlier and I could see that where they're like, we need someone who just can blow the top off of defense. Like, I know he's limited and has issues, but like the speed is legit. Are there, so, are there any thirty-five-year-old wide receivers in case the Bears need to draft someone? <laughs> right. I'm curious to see who they're going to take there because they got to take a wide receiver. Who's like, just who's the oldest wide receiver <laughs> in the draft? <laughs> and then the right. Patriots will take whoever the fastest is, who has no talent whatsoever. Right. Having said That's that, I own both of them on the same dynasty squad, so so it'll be perfect, right? <laughs> it's like let's just get a, an Kill old fast guy. Yeah, Kill exactly. Me now. <laughs> transitioning to much much happier topics is my guy i was thinking about that today i was thinking shit i guess at one at some point i have to do my own my guys list and when i do it will be headlined right here by texas running back roshan johnson checking in at six feet even 219 and a 459 40 time so not the greatest 40 time, but he appears to be one of the few who could be a legit three down size mm -hmm. speed back. Um, this is one where I, I think I mentioned this to someone else the other day after a year with Roshan. I mean, I guess he's Roshan Bijan. I get he's loyal. Why the hell not transfer out of Texas? I think if he transfers, he might be above Gibbs in this class. Like he wasn't people say, I get he was Bijan's backup. That is true. But he was eating legit work out of his mm -hmm. workload there. Like this wasn't just say, hey, you know, Bijan's tired or we're up forty. Let's give Roshan a couple carries. He was putting up serious, like solid numbers. And I just, I, I wonder, 
if he goes to a spot where he can be a three down, you know, workhorse, I just wonder what this guy, you know, I don't think he's obviously not Bijan, but no. I just, I, uh, I compared him to the other day to a more talented Josh Jacobs and people thought I was batshit crazy, but I guess I'm lower on Josh Jacobs and higher on Johnson than most people, but no, that's like, uh, that's a fair don't comment. Don't get high on Johnson, I guess is the moral of the story. Right. They both have those similar skill sets where they're tackle breaking machines and you see yeah. this with both of them, right? They're not the best athlete in the world. Like that's not, that's not what no. we're trying to say, but they get into the open field and they punish defenders. And you see like the highlights with Jacobs where he stiffed armed the Falcons defender into another universe where he just went flying. Like you see this from Roshan. He leads the class and like missed back, uh, tackles force for attempts. Like he's just, he's really good. And he, he doesn't have that elusive, like a Tajay, Tajay Spears, you know, where no, he's just no. like a jitterbug, oh, but like look at the he, size difference. Right. Exactly. Like, elusive that big, <laughs> but he breaks tackles and he's yeah, still yeah. learning the position. The dude was a quarterback coming into Texas. Like, I don't think people realize that. Where like he was a quarterback, transitioned to a running back, and he dominated in year one before you know the second coming showed up in Bijan. So oh, he was... shit, it, it, it's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh right. shit! Here we go. Oh yeah, he'd be so frustrating for people. The, like, hey. Is he going to be on Yahoo as a tight end? Is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, we could actually get some fancy points for the position. No, I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, he is by far my guy in the group. Like I said earlier. I think I have him. He's alternating back and forth. He's, for the most part, my RB3. I've also got Taijay, uh, I always call him Taijay Sharp mm -hmm. after the old receiver. It's Taijay Spears yep. and Kendra Miller I have up there. I've also got Tucker and Bigsby a bit. I'm lower on Charbonnet, but um, he's one where, like I said, there's the top two running backs. They seem to be in their own tier. Well, Bijan in his own tier, Gibbs in his mm -hmm. own tier. And then mm -hmm. tier three seems to be a group of, depending on your preference, four to six running backs. And I think draft capital landing spot is really going to start to separate these guys. Cause right now, you know, I could have Roshan as RB3. I could have Roshan as RB8. Same with Charbonnet and the other ones I named. So he's a kind of landing spot. You know, I think he's going to, because of his size and speed combo and his potential three down workload, I think he's going to go higher in the NFL draft than you, yep. you people will think. I think he might go day two or uh, round two at some point at yep. very least round three. But having said that, if I'm wrong and he slips to day three, <laughs> I'm going to be lowering him in my rankings and exactly. accepting that maybe I was wrong. But Yeah. So you were talking about guys that are loyal. Like, it's funny. Like I, I like this aspect to him because he stayed in Texas too. And it might not have been the best situation. But this applies to Zay Flowers because he stayed and went to the Shrine Bowl, even though he got an invite to, you know, the, I do. I the Senior Bowl. Seeing, seeing that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker for guys that are loyal. I, that's just something well, I guess it I'm said realizing. something about their character. But yeah. but It like, wasn't just him. I said the same thing, though, with Tucker and Bigsby. Both mm -hmm. of them could have probably been higher up in the running back rankings if they got away from terrible offenses. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't have Bijan in front of them. but Right, still. and like with – with Spears, you have a guy that I saw David Willisley was talking about. He might be the guy that gets dinged because of the injury concerns, like with his knees and issues that he showed up. And also I saw the, um, the only running back who's gone in the top two rounds out of the Power Five conferences is the um, the guy from Seattle. What the heck's his name? Uh, Rashad Penny that went round one like since 2015. He's the only running back outside of the Power Five. Where did he five. go to college? I forget. It seems like San Diego State, I think. I think it was San Diego State. Oh. Um, but yeah, like there's literally, you think one guy would do that, but there's been no one. So Roshan's size, his skill set, like it translates and he was sort earning. Like I, got, 
I got weird beeping noises in my (laughs) I think that was my uh, insulin pump. Oh, it was you. I'm like, what the hell was that? That was my insulin pump. Sorry. Um, Okay. Okay. You know, shit happens. I understand. Yeah, right. No, it just tripped me out because it sounded like it came from behind me. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? You're like, wait a second. No, I thought my kid left a toy or something in here. So continue, continue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But like with Roshan, he had the highest elusive rating from PFF, which like you would not, those two don't add up in your hand. You're like, you're thinking elusive and you look at Roshan and you're like, what the heck? But you watch him play and you see how it makes sense. Cause the guy's just, PFF loves guys who break tackles and like that is him. He's like Javante in that farm. Like he will, he will earn extra yard for you. He'll fall forward. He's able to catch passes. Like you're saying, he's not going to run the wheel routes and yeah, like go down the scene. He doesn't have breakaway speed either. No, he doesn't. But he's he's still learning the position. So he's only going to get better at the running back. He's not a finished product. I also, I also thought, I mean, I know I comped him to more, what did I say, more talented Josh Jacobs. I also thought he looked a lot like, uh, ran like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, like if man, that's a that's high praise. Like Marshawn Lynch is one of my not for me. Players. I'm a Saints fan. I hate Marshawn. Oh Lynch. god, you that's not hate, high praise he, to me. You would have hated my post where I shared his like he's talking about the little baby stiff arm he gave to to Jabari, and I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. we can't be friends anymore. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. There's it's so no good. What, what is it? Beast, beast mode, beast yeah. quake, whatever the beast hell it quake. is. Yeah, no, no, it's I, so good. I've gone through that and the Minneapolis miracle. Nope, I've selectively oh. blocked those out. They never happen. Yeah, you must hate some Stefan Diggs then. Uh, but yeah, yeah I've never like, owned it. I've never had him on any team, Stefan Diggs. And it, I, I always thought to myself, I was like, he's a good receiver. Why do I never own him? Oh, literally. Minnesota Vikings. I hate him. That's why. like, it clicks. It's but I learned clicks. that I learned that a few, uh, maybe six. Cause I started fantasy hockey. That's where I started. Mm-hmm. And I learned that a while back. I'm diehard Red Wings fan. And I learned the one year, all the best values were on Boston Bruins players. So I dry drafted them all. And I, uh, I spent the whole season with like five players, uh, Bruins on my team, and I hated it. I ended up winning the league, but I've never hated it more because I had to cheer for players I fucking hated. Yeah, so I'm that's... like, nope, never, never again. Like, uh, trying to think who it is in the NFL that I just hate. I think he retired, but it's like, no, I don't care. I don't care how far he falls. I'm never drafting him. I just don't care. Yeah, there's, there's like, like I'm in some of my home leagues, and there were like, we're Seahawks fans. So one of my buddies would strictly take Seahawks players. And I'd be like, you're such an idiot. What are you doing? He's like, I don't care. I just like to root for the players. And he's taking like backup wide receivers and trying to play those guys. I was like, dude, this is a, this is a bridge too far, my friends. You're not going to win. And then you get last place. But he enjoyed it. So I was like, hey, you're prerogative. Good do, do you, boo-boo. I got a work league with a $100 buy-in where the guys are like that. We're almost in Detroit. Like we're Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. They all buy Detroit Lions players. Yep. I got uh, before... So we're 23 before last season. I got a uh, two first and a second for a receiver. Would you care to guess which receiver I got two first and a second for? Don't tell me it was DJ Shark. No, Kenny Galladay. Oh, even better. Oh, Mr. Dust even himself. Better. Oh, no, no, it gets better. So it gets better. Um, so the one first last year turned into Kenneth Walker. The second is going to be the 201 this year. And the first rounder is about to turn into Bijan Robinson. My goodness. So essentially I traded Galladay for Walker, Bijan, and whoever I take at the 201. (laughs) I love homers. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we, we, in our first year in our home dynasty league, my buddy traded for (laughs) MVS. He traded two firsts. Like he's like, oh yeah, well, I don't care about first round picks. And they turned into freaking like Jalen Waddle. And I can't remember that it's like Patrick Mahomes or something ridiculous. You're just like, dude, what awesome. the heck are you doing? It's like, oh my gosh. 
Oh, this wasn't my guy's episode like five minutes ago. I don't know where it went sideways, but, <laughs> but anyway, so that concludes your uh, your three my guys. Thanks for joining me. You want to take one last uh, chance here to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, you can you can find me. Just I'm majority of the time on Twitter, so go find me at jmolor5 on Twitter. Find my written work, league winners, um, PGW fantasy, the podcast I do, any podcast streaming platform you'll find them there and yeah that's where you find the majority of my work you can find my work at the league winners king fantasy sports dlf player profiler and my rankings at fantasy pros you can catch me on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, and pretty much any social media just by looking up ff mad scientist uh this has been my guys with jesse moeller uh thank you for joining us in the mad science lab Again, I'm Aaron St. Dennis at FF Mad Scientist. Uh, thanks for watching. Have a good night, everyone. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh.